You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing more great content week after week. This week, we have comedian Neil Rubenstein. Neil Rubenstein is one of the funniest comedians I have seen in a long time. He is the newest member of the Equal Vision Records family. His special, Have Some Dignity, is out now on YouTube. You can check it out. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm trying to remember, I, I, we talked about it in the episode, but I ran into Neil Rubenstein's stuff on Instagram, I believe, just on some shorts, or maybe it was YouTube shorts. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, had to figure out who this guy was. Got hit up about having him on the show, uh, and then realized everything tied back into Equal Vision, which, as you know, we were part of that family for a long time and and uh, absolutely support everything they do. But Neil is absolutely hilarious. You need to check out this special, Have Some Dignity, on YouTube. It is free. Um definitely check it out. This was a great conversation. Neil is, comes from the music world, so he's used to touring. He's used to sleeping on couches, uh, you know, traveling with very little means, and that's exactly what he's been doing for a long time to make this work. It's kind of awesome to talk to somebody doing something else other than music that is willing to put in that kind of sacrifice to make things work uh, and to tour. And as a comedian and as a musician, he's doing the thing, man, and it is awesome. You guys need to check that out. Um, I want to get into this one though. So let's get some business out of the way before we jump in. Peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or questions or comments. We also have the YouTube channel. 
Uh, you can subscribe to us over there. Uh, you can watch the video of this episode. It'll be up at the same time. Uh, we've got the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group, as well as the premium service, which is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm, which has the old videos of the episodes. It's got the past cast as well as the ad-free feed. Uh, so check those out. Uh, man, this is this is awesome. I want you guys to listen to this episode and then go ro- watch Neil's special, Have Some Dignity. You're going to laugh your ass off. All right, without further ado, here's my man, Neil Rubenstein. I saw this American woman's ID once because I can't sit outside anywhere without someone showing me an ID. So this American woman's ID, and her name was spelt D-apostrophe-N-E. I was like, Danae? Danny? She said it's pronounced Depostrophine. <laughs> and we just let her be that. She's just at a gift shop somewhere, like, they never have my name on a name. Yeah, no shit. No shit, they don't have the apostrophe on a nameplate. There's rules. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this, man. I know it's short, short well, Thanks for having me. It's been, uh it's been a rough couple months of scheduling for anything else other than work, which has been a nightmare. It's never been that way for me. It's always been podcast first and, and it's drastically shifted. Uh, yeah. Still getting used to it. Um, oh man, it's a bummer, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. It's all but good. I'm glad it finally worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I've started, I, I am, I just started like kind of digging through the last couple of days of just how many mutual people we have in our lives it's crazy uh like i just jeff rickley says hello i just had him on a little bit ago awesome awesome and uh yeah man it just goes down the rabbit hole sanshaw hits me up and he's i was like wait what you guys know each other like what holy shit man it's wild yeah dan dan tried to help me out um dan tried to help me out a long time ago in one of my bands they wanted to put out the record and uh, for whatever reason, I, I think we broke up like real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing ever happened. And then we just stayed in touch because he's, as you know, just like a solid, genuine dude. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, life happens and we reconnected like pretty recently, past five or six years. And uh, yeah, he expressed interest and, you know, I just hope, uh, you know, I hope something happens with, uh, you know, I just want to work with them. I, you know, like EVR has always been like super cool and, um, you know, they've always been cool to me. So I just, I would love to, if something happened, it would be killer, you know. Dude, so. it's almost the exact same thing that happened with Dan and I. I was in a band back in the early 2000s. 
They wanted to sign us. Fearless wanted to sign us. Fearless offered us a shitload of money, so we took that instead, which we shouldn't have done. One of the big, not anything against Fearless, just I wish we went with EVR, and I always wanted to be on EVR. And you know, fifteen twenty years later, we reconnect again, and he's like, "Well, what if we do? You want some help with the podcast?" It's like, "You mean the podcast and EVR?" Yes. And that's exactly what happened. And then we were talking every day after that. Like it was, it was, uh, it was crazy. And I was like, finally got to say, okay, yeah. it was on EVR. Like it, it worked out, but in a different way, not with music, which is yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I've made like a little, I never do it. I never do like, I mean, I think vision boards are corny. I never do any of that stuff, but like, one day I came back from like, I had spoken to him and then there was a couple of calls and a couple of texts. Mm -hmm. And I said to my buddy Dubin, who uh, he's one of the producer and directors of the special. I was like, uh, I was like, Oh, this would be sick. And he's like, sounds like it's like, it's just a matter of like contracts at this point. Uh -huh. And so I made like a little, like, you know, like the converge, Jane Doe, uh, <laughs> saying anything through being cool, uh -huh. you know, Coheed, Songs of Separation, you know, like just like a few, oh, the Vinny record and like uh -huh. a couple of things, and mine, like, right, like eight out of nine. Just <laughs> 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 be like, oh, this would be, this would be sick. Like, that's how I would probably announce it. You know what I mean? Like, if it becomes official, like, I'll probably just post that photo that I made. <laughs> Dude, that'd be incredible. As an adult. <laughs> you and I don't look like guys that would have vision boards. That's for sure. Yeah, man. I never. Yeah. You know, and it's an equal vision board. Has yeah, that. An equal vision board. There you go. <laughs> they can sell those. They can sell those yeah. with it. Every special comes with a free equal vision board. Yeah, Arrange your yeah, own. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Get everyone signed yeah. EVR at least once in their life. Oh my God, man. Well, it, there's no better person to do it than Dan Sanchaw. I've said it so many times on this show. Just to, there's a few people in my life that I trust with my life. And that is Dan Sanchaw is one of those people. And there are probably at least hundreds of people that would say the same thing and have said the same thing yeah. on this show. Not hundreds, but I assume they are in the world. Um, but he just he he protects you and looks out for you. He's honest. I mean, uh, he's just a good friend. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I, I can't say. I will. I have a buddy who had like a bad business dealing with him, and he was like, he was like, "Oh, your boys are dead." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, he's like, "Yeah, I hear nothing but good things." And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, I'm like, do you know him? He's like, "Yeah, things went bad for us, but." I mean, I can't say anything negative. Like everyone loves the guy. Like it must be, it must've been me. <laughs> and I'm like, how very introspective of you. Yeah. He helped yeah, him learn about himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Well, dude. I feel like I surround myself with a lot of people like that though. Like, I mean, no, you know, I've never heard a bad thing about Padula. I've never heard a bad thing about Dubin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, it, those people are the people you want around you, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just want to work with people that love me and that I love, you know? So yeah. that group seems to be incredibly large, uh, which is a blessing, you know, like having, having, I always 
kind of say, and I'm sure a lot of people say this, but friends, I mean, friends are family. Like the, the, you can't always choose your family, like, but you, you have more say in your friends, but friends can almost be closer than family. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, I, I feel. I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they'll have your back. They'll help you. They'll go to yeah. the wall for you. They'll tell you you're fucking up. They'll, they'll, you know, catch you when you fall. They'll, you know, and if you do the I, same I mean, for them, you're, it's unbreakable bond. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can say without question, I would not be here without my friends. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, th- I mean, jumping right into this thing, like you, you're fucking hilarious. I, oh, I can't like my Instagram is now flooded with, with, uh, what do you call them? Uh, reels, I guess. It, yeah, reels. Yeah, yeah. So funny. I was showing them to guys at work. I was like, you got to see this guy, dude. This is, this is oh, absolutely thanks, hilarious. Man. And I'm curious kind of where you got your start with comedy. Cause I know you, you were in sons of Abraham, right? You were singing for sons of Abraham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, way back in the day, I was trying to find yeah. the connection to all this hardcore. And I was like, Holy shit. I had no idea. Oh, he didn't put not, did not put this together, but how comedy, yeah. like, how did you get into comedy? Um, so, uh, sorry if the, if you hear the, I'm at my buddies and his dogs. Um, oh, I don't hear anything. A bit, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, I wanted to tour. So I, I ended up actually like, um, I ended up like quitting bands, uh, to tour. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, you know, like I couldn't find, I couldn't find five like-minded people, you know, that just wanted to like drop everything and, you know, do it full time. Like uh, plenty of people would like do weeks or months at a time, but everyone kind of was like, Oh, well, I still want to have like a real job or I still want to have a real life or a real social life or a wife and a kids. And for me, I was always like, nah, man, I just, I, I, I never wanted any of that stuff. I just want to like meet people and see things. Like I just want experiences. And so I started touring and, you know, then like, uh, other things came of that. And I ended up on a, um, I ended up on a TV show on spike TV, uh, where I was like the gambling expert teaching like celebrities how to play poker and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one day, I mean, not, you know, after a culmination of things, someone came on the show I was like, if you like doing television, you got to figure out a way to stay in television. And it was fun. TV was fun because, you know, uh, again, you got to meet crazy amounts of people and you got to travel and do fun stuff and like wild experiences that like, I, you know, I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have done the thing, you know, like crazy restaurants in Vegas, you know, on the company tab. Like I wouldn't have, you know, that's, you know, that's horror TV is the only way you get to do that. Like, you know, and, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, TV is cool. Like I I'd stay on TV, like either in front or behind the camera. And they suggested doing stand up, and I did it and I didn't love it at first. Um, but, uh, I didn't love it at first. And then I quit for a while. And then when I, uh, you know, the guys in the sleeping, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they, they, uh, 
uh, Sal owned a venue for a little while. I, I don't know if he still is involved or not. Um, but he was like, oh, we want to do a comedy night, do a comedy night. And I was like, I'm not, I don't do comedy anymore. I'm not doing a comedy night. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, you're doing it. Do a comedy night. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I did it a, like, I did it a few months, like a monthly. And then at one point I was like, oh, this is like, if I'm going to do this, let me do this seriously. Let me, let me, let me pay attention to it. Took a class, got back into it. And then realized I could do all the same things that I was doing. You know, I could tour full time, um, meet people, entertain people, you know, put people in a good mood, which is mm -hmm. sick, you know, mm -hmm. especially as I'm getting older. I just like, I just want, you know, I just want good vibes. I just want a fun time on the way out, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So I just, I started, I started paying attention and I felt like I was pretty good, you know? And, uh, you know, people keep telling me I'm good. So <laughs> as long as the numbers, as long as the numbers skew in that direction, you know, as long as more people are telling me good than bad, then I'll keep going. Yeah. So, man. So this sounds like it worked out perfectly because I, and I feel, uh, uh, very similar to you with that, where when the bands broke up, I was the one like, why are we breaking up right now? Like, why are you, why do you want to go home and do a real job? Like, that was one of the yeah, actual excuses. I want to do a real job. And I was like, are you yeah. fucking serious? We've been doing this since we were 13. We're a record Dude, this is, is out. So much more fun. Yeah. This is like, I, I, I don't know. And, 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 and you can see that there is a, I mean, yes, it's very difficult. And, 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 uh, only the, only a few really make it, mm -hmm. but like really perseverance overall, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a band that's been around 20 years, is bigger than a band that broke up 20 years ago because they're still around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just perseverance. It's just like, if you can mitigate the difficult times and I think that goes for everything. I, I think it's just about mitigating those hardships. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, you build a strong enough network of friends and you can, you know, yeah, I you can kind of, you know, Whatever, whatever it is, something the storm, something the storm. What? Survive the storm. Survive. <laughs> I, I don't think know. A better, that sounds lame. There's a better word for it, but I'm very, I'm not, I'm not the guy for that. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought it was cool having. I in between tours, I would work for venues and stuff, and I lived at one for a while, yeah. and I, I always had a key to somewhere in downtown Portland, which always felt so cool to me. Partially funny, but like selfishly. If I'm downtown, I need to take a shit or something. I could just go there. And so yeah, it's always yeah, yeah. it's kind of like living in a van on tour where you always have a home wherever you are. Like you could be in a parking lot, mm -hmm. you could be in a field, you have a place to go close the door and 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 sleep. Yeah. Um but once you've toured long enough, you start to have friends all over the world. So you have a place to stay anywhere, pretty much. And the world becomes very small. Because, oh, my friend moved away. Oh, well, I'll be over there in March. Like, it's not the end ever. Like, it's just, yeah. oh, oh, you're moving to England? Okay, well, we'll be there in September. Like, I'll see you then. It's not like, oh, please write me, you know? The world becomes oh, yeah, very yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. and like it, it, I, I, like, I don't know if you experienced the same thing. Like, during pandemic, I feel like everyone just, like, scattered, like, Yahtzee dice like across the country. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, Oh, this person is for, I don't like, I'll just, 
I'm going to see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know, maybe it takes me a year to get back to California or I only hit Seattle, you know, whatever, every other summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to get there at some point. I'm going to see the people that I wanted to see or that wanted to see me. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you also have the right thing, like where you you're betting on yourself. Like you're not now you're now you're not relying on other people to do the thing, uh, which is right for the one person in the band that really wants that stuff to happen. It's the perfect thing to happen because now everything good that happens is because you went out and did this thing. It's on you. All the failures too are on you, on you, but you control the destiny. You control the schedule. Okay. I'm going to tour for eight months this year. You don't have to ask anybody. You just do it. Like you don't have to say, oh, well, this person's having a kid. This person's, you know, going back to school. It's no, I'm going to hop in the van or the car and go travel yeah. and do it. And you just, and you do it on your own. You make your own money. You make the your one, own way. Yeah. The one weird thing is like, uh, you know, I'll, like I'll make, I, I have like little hubs where I like, I know like I have a solid homie, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, I'll go chill with so-and-so for like a week and I'll do like, I'll book in some weekend stuff and like, I'll take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off so I can chill with the, with the homie. And then like, I'll be like, yo, I'm going to like, I, it just, I just had this text with Mikey from the rejects. I was like, yo, I'm going to be in town this date to this date. And he's like, leave for tour the first day you're there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, like, all right. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, back to the drawing board. Yeah, back to the vision board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna not be on tour just, when I'm there? Board. <laughs> it's just it's just beds. The vision board is just beds. <laughs> With the band logo on the bed sh- on the bedspread, available, yeah, unavailable, like, available. Instead of like instead of a pin in a town, it's like a it's a bed. Like there instead of the red pin, it's a bed. <laughs> Oh shit, man! Uh, just have them leave the key under the mat, and you have a place to stay, regardless. Of I, dude, part of me was like, "Do you need a house sitter?" I was like, <laughs> "I know the answer is no." So I was like, "I was like, let me go, let me go, let me go to fucking Plan B, C, or D." Here. Yeah, Neil's gonna do a residency. He's house sitting for Mikey for the rejects. <laughs> Forced residency. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, you said you took a class. Did you, do you feel like you learned something from that class for, I'm, I'm curious on something like stand up and taken, a class. Yo, I've taken a lot of classes. So uh-huh. like for me, the class, like, cause I've always been comfortable on stage, clearly like whatever we're, we're band guys. So being on stage was never an issue. And then like, also like, you know, being funny around your friends like, I don't know if you're the funny guy in your group of friends. I was always the funny guy in my mm-hmm. group of friends, like uh, always. So yeah. being funny, like, wasn't an issue, but it was like, how, like <sighs> you, you play an instrument, right? You play yeah. Guitar. guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's not about like learning how to play guitar. It's about how to articulate how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when it, it's more music theory, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, you know, uh, what separates the sickest guitarist from like a run of the mill guitarist is like knowing how to go from modes to different modes in their solo, like what shapes to make or like how to recognize intervals quicker Mm -hmm. and like knowing those words, like knowing how to explain it 
if you can explain it to yourself, then your brain will, you know, recognizes it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. That's always how it's been for me. So like taking classes, you know, cause I took a class early on and it, it meant nothing. It like, it was kind of just like writing exercises and then like a big open mic. Mm -hmm. But when I came back to it and I wanted to be serious, I took it from like better people from smarter people and people who could articulate like, Oh, here's like, here, not a structure of a joke, right? The structure of a joke is just, you know, premise, uh, you know, hook, like uh, twist, surprise, right? Like that's everything, like that, whatever. But knowing how to like, knowing how to mine for that, knowing how to like build off of that, like all the different kinds of jokes you can make and like where to find jokes and like how to, you know, how to approach your writing. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. anyone can just go like, you know, three chords, just like, Oh, I heard a song. It's going to be these three chords. Then I'm going to go into this other thing, this other part. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know, like, Oh, well, you need like a bridge and a verse and a chorus. And then like, this we'll call this the pre chorus because it's going to lead into the chorus, but it's only going to be the first two times. And then we're going to do this other thing. And then we're going to do a down tempo thing. And then maybe we're going to go to like three, four for this mosh part or whatever. If you don't know how to articulate that to the other members of the band. And in this case to the audience, mm -hmm. we're, you're not going to have a successful song structure structurally. And so that's what it was for me was like the classes were about learning how to learning how to say the words I needed to say to get my brain. Cause when you first start writing and I think this is with songwriting too, I think it parallels very easily. When you first start writing songs, it's like a forced thing. Like, Oh, then what do I do? Then where do I go? Then what do I, and then how many times do we play this part? But once you like get good at it, it just kind of like, Oh, I wrote a song today. Mm -hmm. This is how it goes. And it's the same thing with joke writing. It's like when you first start out or like when you're in the first few years, you're like, you know, um, one exam, one, one, uh, one exercises lists. Right. So I'll, I'll make a list. I'll want to make a joke about, uh, I want to make a joke about the way dogs drink water, whatever. Right. So I'll go, here's a list of dog things. And here's a list of water things. And I'll be like, what's a fun, like, what are some fun connections between all these things? Mm -hmm. But then as you do it, as you get better, or as you grow, or as you learn how to articulate that and by articulating it to other people, like I said, you're articulating like your brain's processing it better. Mm -hmm. Then when it comes time to write a joke now about, I want to write a joke about this dumb dog's water bowl, it's going to be so much easier because I do that in my brain. I don't have to make the list. I just go like, oh, dog thing, ch chihuahua, chihuini. Chihuini is a dumb word. Weenie, water, water rhymes. So there's like a articulation of the word, um, alliteration of the words. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what I mean? Like I can do all that in my brain as opposed to like sitting down with a pen and paper at like a Starbucks and be like, dogs dogs dog stuff what's a dog thing? you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's like that's the value of the classes in my opinion was just like kind of skipping ahead to like the fun like uh knowing the fundamentals but knowing them so rote and routinely that uh, i i no longer have to struggle on the fundamentals those come 
you know, second nature. Uh, that was a really long winded. And I no, that's perfect because halfway through got mad at myself for saying <laughs> I've wanted to do. I you 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 asked for the funny guy were like uh, I my goal is to make my other foreman uh, cry twice a day with just ridiculous shit and it usually works and it's usually because I'll take it further than most and I'll say something really fucked up or be completely honest about something in my own life that they're not into like or that they're you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I dressed up in latex with fat Mike from no effects in his pool to do an interview. I flew down to his house on a Tuesday to do this and they're a bunch of construction guys. So they're like, uh, are you serious? And I have pictures. And so, you know, there's this whole thing about that. So like, and I'll talk about like weird shit about that kind of side of life or things I've done, things what, you know, or I'd be willing to do or things like that. And it just like throws them over the edge. But then, my the way my mind works mainly is analogies like on the spot analogies or like having a witty response to something so like i've always like dreamt of doing com like not like a dream but like always in the back of my head like i would love to go do an open mic or something like that my thing is i don't if i sit and write try to write like a joke or write something out it doesn't work in my head but i'll like randomly write down thoughts and so we started doing that like I'll be driving, I'll pull over and write down a thought that I think is funny or just a, a query or something. And the other guys have been doing it too. And sometimes we'll just sit there and read them out loud off our phone. And it's fucking hilarious. Like the things you think to write down. And if you could spin something off of that, I think it could work too. Like it, it just, my mind doesn't work the other way. So that's why I asked about the class because I, I would yeah, be into that about for sure. Yeah, like you, I think you train yourself to figure that stuff out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, you train yourself to, to be able to do that, where mm -hmm. it's like also, you know, making your friends laugh. It's the best thing uh, in the world. Yes. It's so but also good. they're predisposed. They're predisposed to like you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes strangers need like an extra level of convincing mm -hmm. and learning that i think that only come that i don't know that you can teach mm -hmm. that i don't know comes from a class i think that might be one of those things where it's like you have to be in it and struggle to like uh, recognize oh we didn't share the experience i have to get them into this place with me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's or, a, or <laughs> that's part yeah i believe you can't teach that like it's kind of like either there or it's not but the mechanics of of making something from an idea like that finding yeah, which yeah, way yeah. it works from you is, is something i think can be taught maybe i will take yeah. a class i i've you know i i, I watch you up there it. doing it you're in portland portland yeah it's a big comedy town <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah i have some i have some comedy buddies up there i'll ask if there's like a if they know of a good class okay i know there's a dude andrew frank who teaches in seattle mm -hmm. um and he's he's a beast like uh it's a real it, he should be he should not be teaching he should be yeah um, you know netflix or whatever um but he's uh he's like got one of those brains where it's just like it's just so much information and he's like smart enough that he can articulate it and like really great that's the hard part is articulating ideas on the spot like without hashing them out yourself just kind of speaking on your feet um 
is something that is is yeah super hard to do but yeah we just do these deep we call them these also, deep thoughts yeah we'll i read think them that together. comes from yeah that comes from time too though that comes yeah. from experience also like you know you just uh you see enough of the same stuff you start to like either build a skin for it or like have it i always i reference like this idea of like having a rolodex in your brain mm -hmm. so it's like not that they're canned responses but it's like oh i've experienced this before where is it and you like flip through your rolodex and you're like portland uh 2007 got it mm -hmm. you know and you can like go to this thing so that's the thing i love like i really admire crowd work like Todd Barry does great with that. Like uh, I watched Norm Macdonald came and did Portland when we were way younger. We were like, Norm Macdonald's coming. We got to go see him. Yeah. Didn't realize this. He walks out drunk and just makes fun of people the whole time. And it was hilarious. We had written, uh, this is just, you might agree with this kind of joke. So my other buddies in the band were, are, you know, smaller guys. We're bigger guys. So we were, we were going to write Norm on our chest and we were all going to be a letter, except I had to be two because I was the big guy. So I was the OR <laughs> and we never pulled our shirts up for him because he was just making fun of people the whole time. And we were dying laughing we're like this isn't going to fly. Like we just left it there. But like, no, you could be the two letters in the middle. Stuff like that, like yeah. always makes you feel like if you're the funny guy, people will like you. If you're the funny guy, they won't make fun of your weight or if you make fun of your weight first. You know, stuff like that is a way to like navigate the world a little bit. It's being yeah, I think funny. Yeah. When you're young, I think when you're young, yeah, like it definitely was like a defense mechanism. It was like, mm. oh, there's nothing you can say about me. I haven't said, you know. Now I don't like that. I, like I, that's like um I don't like feel bad stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't like when a comic's like, you know. Oh, look at this fucking guy over here. You know, like, no, nah, dude, now you just bummed me out and the people I'm with. And like, we spent as much as the rest of these people to be here. I I, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not super a fan of that. Mm -hmm. I, I know that that exists and that's what people do. And it's like, that's fine. Like do what you do, but I don't know. I, I don't like feel bad stuff and, cr you know, crowd work too. Like the people that are great at it, like mm -hmm. God bless them. Like mm -hmm. there's, you know, a big J or whomever, Todd Barry, mm -hmm. you know, killers, you know, but I see a lot of it now. And it's like, what are we interviewing the fucking audience? Like, Oh, where are you guys from mm -hmm. Memphis? That's cool. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Write a joke, write a joke. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I see that too. I see that side oh, of it as well. <laughs> but like the, the the people that go like the the Todd Berry one in Portland was hilarious because he just, I, the people would seem to be very into it. Like the the I I just think it's a challenge to go out with no material and just read. You know, like that kind of part would be exciting. Oh, um, yeah. But if you're a killer, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see there's a lot now. And I, I mean, I've heard bookers say it too, where they're just like, yo, that's not why I pay you. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't pay you to like interview the audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a killer, go ahead, kill, like go be like, Oh, where are you from Memphis? I've been to Memphis. This is a joke about Memphis yeah. that everyone's going to get. Sure. Great. Uh, how'd you guys meet? Oh, this, thing. or if like, and I'll do it. Like if the, if there's a distraction in the audience, I'll, you know, I'm not afraid to, talk to people or, you know, like, uh, deviate from the script. 
But at a certain point, it's like, yo, man, like, like we're not doing the same job, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I just, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I I guess like I'm being shitty about it, but. (laughs) No, you're not at all. Like these are just different perspectives of, you know what I mean? Like that's what this is all about is, is hashing out ideas and, and talking about things, right? Like, cause you're, I mean, you're having the things you're doing in front of people, like you've put a lot of work into like, and you can tell in your delivery, like you, your timing, everything, everything about it just kind of works. It gets, it's, that's why I noticed right away was when I was, uh, started watching your stuff. Like, I just like the cadence of it. Like it's, it's, uh, Thanks, man. It, it just makes sense. Like it, it, it draws me in enough to where I'm like, okay, I got to see how this one goes. And then there's one where it's just you, like, there's a lady, like, not paying attention to you, like, ignoring you. I was <laughs> crying, laughing, and there was yeah. nothing going on except, like, yeah. the looks, like, the, the, the <laughs> that disappointed, like, mm, confused yeah. look was just as funny as anything else. Like, it was so good. And yeah. that's where I was like, man, okay, this guy's got, got something here. Like, you can, you don't even need to say anything. You can just really take a situation <laughs> and turn it into absolute hilarity um yeah thank you, know, you. I love Yo, can, I, like can, I, can we can we pause this for one second i got i think i have to let the dog yeah, out at sure. this point He's, sure it's getting a little i mean i don't know if we're hearing it but this is yeah it's getting to me okay Love me <laughs> outside is that the What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. 
You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure.
<laughs> Sorry. I come across as like a real non-dog guy right now. And I, I'm not. I'm like a I'm a dog guy for sure, but it's just like I, I'm like the dog hates me and it's like I can't help you like he's not here Rich isn't here I don't know what to tell you dude like <laughs> look around do you see Rich no why are you like, either let me pet you or fucking go in the other room like yeah. I don't know what, what, fuck off what you're doing. yeah no. so alright sorry um, no, it's okay <clears throat> yeah in the most pretentious uh, of uh, you know uh, you know, it's jazz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's where the words aren't. <laughs> but yeah, that's a big thing to do with it. I really did when you're watching watching comedy. It's just a as a as a viewer or a spectator of it. You can see the time, like you know the people that have the timing right and get it down, and and uh, you know just enough, just enough um, to keep everyone interested until it really hits, and then you're locked in. Yeah. Then you have them for however long you're going to be there. Um, yeah, and like you buy the equity, you buy the equity, and then later you can do some like <clears throat> darker stuff or like less, less LPMs, mm-hmm. you know. Like you, 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 you buy that by show. Like at the beginning, you show them that like, hey, here's why you should like me. Here's why we're gonna have fun tonight. You know, mm-hmm. get it going, and then as they start to trust you, as they start to believe in the product you're selling, you can like start to like loosen up as far as like, um, you know, uh, you know, if I start with like a bunch of like bang, 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 bang jokes, Mm -hmm. then I can be like, yeah, my parents are dead. It's, it's, you know, it's wild. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can, you can explore the topics that you, that you want to be exploring. It's like speed dating, but really long. Like it's like you're you're doing a like a one minute or two minute date with a hundred people at the same time. So it's like a really yeah. You're buying their trust. You're you're gaining their trust, and then you're able to open up, and then you're able to kind of have this whole experience. But you're getting like they're buying from laughing, or they're like (gasps) you know, like you you're getting some buy in from them, but they're not saying anything which is super interesting because yeah. they always tell you not to just talk about yourself on a date, <laughs> but that's exactly what's going on. But they're getting everything downloaded to them. It's kind of strange. A weird well, Cause on a thing. date, right? Like on a date, you're trying to like, you're trying to find out about. Yeah. Right. You want, you ask questions on a date. You want to get the other person talking. Yes. And then when I'm on stage, uh, like I want to, I want to let you know who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the, so, okay. So it's, I'm on the other side of that date, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I don't need you to ask the questions. I'm going to give them to, uh, you don't have to conduct the interview mm-hmm. that we would have to conduct at a date. I'm just going to say, this is who I am. This is where I live. This is how I ended up there. This is my home life. My parents, my insecurity is mm-hmm. my you know have a good night it's like that episode of seinfeld where george walks up to the girl at the bar he's like you know i'm gonna try something the complete opposite i've ever done because nothing's working he says hello my name's george i am unemployed and i live with my parents and she's like oh hello like it, it yeah, totally yeah, worked yeah. uh yeah 
Yeah, it's just putting it all out. And so if you were to go on a date with somebody from a show, they already know you to a degree. It takes the pressure off and then you just let them roll. To a degree, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what you they uh, know what you've told them, which I guess in any conversation, people know what you tell them. They don't know yeah. what you don't it, unless they can sense it. It is weird. It is weird sometimes because I will say like I'll meet I'll meet someone and we'll talk a little bit. And then they'll feel like they know me because they've looked online at my bits or at a podcast or two. And they feel like, oh, they have this like insight to me. And so, um, yeah, it's, that's a little weird sometimes. But I guess, I don't know, I guess that's like what, uh, I guess it's, you know. It's part uh, of the game. Whatever. It's part of yeah, the game when you put yourself out in the world. Like that should happen. <laughs> I, if I had like, I'll be at a show. I was at, I was at a. Uh, do you so? Yeah, I was at a, I was at a glass jaw show, in Portland. Uh, Daryl and and uh, is a buddy of mine from back like the Warp Tour days, um, and Todd as well. Um, I don't know, I don't know the others very well, but Daryl and and Todd were were great to me. Um, and Daryl winked at me from the state cause he, you know, I, I was going to see him afterwards. So I was in the crowd and it was a very small show. It was super weird. It was them and quicksand. It was that tour. And, uh, there was maybe 60 people here in Portland. Like they flew in to get here. Like it was some kind of crazy thing happened. Really weird turnout, super awkward, but you could see everyone in, in the Roseland here. And this Daryl winked at me from the stage and I waved, you know, and this kid turned around and looked at me and then turned back and looked at Daryl like, who the fuck is this guy? Turns, looks at me again, turns back. The song's over. I'm talking to my friend next to me and he turns around. He's like, love the show, dude. And I'm like, what? He's like, I knew that voice anywhere. He listens to the podcast. Super hilarious. Or like a doctor or someone I go see that has heard it is, is, you know, knows the show. They think yeah. they think they know who you are because you put a lot out here. They really don't, though. It's really weird. Like you think you're honest and like putting your best foot forward with what who you are, but when you see how someone yeah. who doesn't know you thinks they know you, it's really eye opening. Because you're like, oh, maybe I yeah. talk about that too much because you're missing the whole rest oh, part yeah. of the story. Do you experience yeah. that? I definitely, I definitely. I definitely get into trouble that way where like I talk about stuff. I think I'm too honest about some things that I probably shouldn't be that honest about. And so, you know, I'll get like a text be like that. I don't know. I don't know if I remember it that way. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't mean to bum you out, dude. Like it was just, we were just talking. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I think for the most part, what I'm putting out is authentically, you know, me, uh, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, did you really move to such and such a place? I'm like, yeah, dude, like everything's true. Like it's some stuff's exaggerated or hyperbole or, you know, um, you know, you know, there's a, there's some make believe, but sure. You know, for the most part, it's like, yeah, I did move to Oklahoma. Yes, I did my wife did throw me out yes i did you know my parents are dead yes they did die in close proximity yes i 
do struggle with X, Y, and Z, you know? So you know. is, is all this in the special? Cause I didn't know any of this. Yeah. The special, I talk about moving. I don't do the, yeah. I talk about moving to Oklahoma. I don't do anything about my parents in the special. I'm like kind of, that's kind of the new, the next, you know, hour or whatever. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't headline enough where I'm like, Oh, that's the old hour. This is the new hour. I don't like, Sure. I also don't believe in burning material in 2023 because it's like best case scenario, four million people have seen a one minute clip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can still do that joke. It's fine. Yeah. Um well, we'll find out, you know. Uh let it be. Let it be. So I it's so big I can't do these jokes. Please. I would love to have to burn this material. God bless. Um, yeah, I don't do the parent stuff on this one, but I talk about the breakup a little bit. Uh, I talk about the move and I talk about, um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your parent. I lost my dad in 2019. My mom's still around, but my dad totally unexpected, like crazy, um, horrible, horrible stuff. Uh, so I, I feel, I feel for you in a, in a, as much as I can, I don't know the circumstances, nor does it matter. I, I it's a, it's a DNA level grief, like, a, a yeah, it's, changes uh, your you whole know. world. I, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. Yeah, we can go round and round on that one, but it's, it, it's a fairly depressing, uh, topic. Yeah. The show always goes somewhere depressing. Um, yeah, it's all right. So I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a dark person, you yeah. know, like it's, it we comes from trauma. We are all dark yeah. people, and just someone people don't always admit it. But it is yeah. it's part of the world. You are you friends with Eppard from Coheed, like the Coheed guys? I just met um Stever. Yeah. Uh, Travis. 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 Mm-hmm. I just met Travis at adjacent, like very briefly. Okay. Um uh again, like we have so many mutuals. Yeah. Like wow. I'm friends with literally everyone else in his band. So like in the in dunes. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Well, most of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, Cause we talk about that a lot. We did like a, another two and a half hour episode about that. And a lot of it was parent stuff, like losing parents. Uh, yeah. And it just went down a rabbit hole of tears. And uh, anyway, it happens. It happens a lot, but um, yeah, it's, it's, Oh, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It changes you and it, it really, it just fucks you up for forever. It, you never get over that kind of yeah, stuff. Man. But, um, yeah. where, so, you know, it's like, uh, it's just the, the intervals between pain get longer. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You'll have good weeks instead of good yeah. hours yeah. and then good months. And then it, I don't think it goes beyond that. <laughs> I have not I had a good so, year no. yet. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, going a whole year without being like, no. fuck, man. <laughs> anything, anything hits you. Commercials hit you. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, well, I got the call. I was at the Futures game. The, the All-Star game was at City Field that year. And we were at the Future game when I got the call that he had gotten hurt. And... uh yeah, so like just all star break is like I, I 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no like that, it's like right around now, you know, like the game, the all-star game was Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. This week always fucks me up every year where I'm just like, ah, can't yeah. the all-star game anymore. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It's real. And I did like I did a baseball podcast the other day, and he asked me about the All Star game, and I was like, "I only got 15 <laughs> minutes. I can't talk about this." <laughs> oh shit, man! I was, like, I was like, "Yeah, I don't really care." Next, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did did yeah. your uh, did your dad ever get to see your stand up? No, never. No, they didn't. Oh. No. They saw me like uh, this, like that, er like I did like an early bout with it mm -hmm. and they saw like their early bout, but I wasn't any good. Okay. They didn't see me be good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But they saw, I mean, whatever, like he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said he was proud anyway. It didn't matter. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is going. This goes. This goes deep down, bro. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. yeah. You oh. had another question there. Yeah, well, I was gonna say I. <laughs> uh, these are usually things I don't shy away from, and I. But I, I, I get the feeling it's probably a good thing to do that, and so. But I'm curious, where did you? You you got. You went through a breakup, moved out, pushed out, whatever yeah. it was. Where was that from? Yeah. Was that in East Coast, New York? Yeah, that was Long Island. Okay, uh, I so was living in Bethpage. Yeah, okay. and then and moved to Oklahoma. Is. Yeah, well, uh, basically, I was doing what I was doing now. Like, I was I left for tour in April, and I had booked. I mean, uh, I left for tour in April twenty one. I had like two or three weeks home, and then another two months on the road, and then like I was booked to like mid September, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, she threw me out and I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't move anywhere. I just was like, well, I'm going to be on tour for two months. So uh, I guess put my stuff in the fucking spare bedroom and I'll, I'll come get it when I come get it, you know? Uh -huh. And uh, she was, you know, she was cool about it. She was amical about it. And uh, I just, you know, basically was like looking for a place while I was on the road and my buddies in Oklahoma, you know, Mikey and Dave Klein and and those guys, they were just like, yo, come here. You know, they helped find a place. Dave found me a place, um, living with this dude, Roman that we know. And, uh, that was like in mid August. Mm -hmm. So from, you know, whatever it was, early late may to august mid-august i was just kind of like you know couch surfing basically mm -hmm. and that's what i'm doing right now i my last place i had to be out uh july 1st uh-huh that's not right june for june 1st yeah it's july it's mid-july right now so yeah probably june 1st right because you've been out a little while Traveling uh out. oh i had to be out by july 1st but I had stuff the last two weeks of June. Mm. So I just, I skipped town uh, in June. I actually threw my stuff in my buddy Mark's shed on Long Island. Um, I mean, I'm down to like nine bins of stuff and like one creative records at this point. So it did like whatever, like... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so I'm just like basically couch. I'm on road. I'm on the road right now. I'm on the road until like, I mean, right now I have dates until like mid mid October. Okay. So I'm just like, ah, I'll just wait. Uh, what ha- See what happens. You know. Yeah. Maybe you know. Maybe the special does well, or maybe I get a big tour, and you know, if the special does well, and I can, aff- I can like, then I can like get a place and like start making some more money on the road. Cool. And if not, maybe I get a big tour and then that, uh, then it prolongs how long I can wait to get a place. I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel if it doesn't feel, it feels dumb to, you know, pay a grand a month mm-hmm. for a place that I'm going to literally not be in. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't love being a burden on people. Uh, I'm not thrilled that this is the case. Um, but I've had people say to me that they would rather, you know, me be a burden in their home than, you know, not have a so sleeping in the car. Yeah, those are uncomfortable so. nights. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, that's so. This brings up another thing. Uh, being able to you say you're down to nine bins of stuff. Being a yeah, touring yeah. band, like it was always easy to say goodbye to things like, oh, yeah. this house got flooded and we were on tour. Well, all my high school yearbooks and all my stuff in yeah. my trunks was ruined. So yeah, just throw it away. I wasn't even home there to get it. Like you start or girlfriends or 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 like things that would tie you to a certain location becomes very easy to say like just walk away from things and i think it kind of fucks you up a little bit because then when things get real then you still do that and people think you're a fucking crazy person yeah like i i don't you don't know how you you know what i mean yeah so i had you know the the only thing i cared about or the one thing i really had was like a record collection Uh and then when i was moving when my wife threw me out i was like let me just let me just get rid of this i'm uh, you know, my buddy Mark, you know, helped me sell it. And uh, I kept, you know, t- 12 records, you know, stuff that meant something, stuff I put out and stuff that was like irreplaceable. Like uh, I have a heroin 12 inch that's on a spray painted Born to Run LP cover. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it being worth anything because like less than a thousand people know who the band is. But was that Aaron Montaigne's band? Imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a friend of mine. He was a bartender at the is club Aaron? I worked at. Yeah, from Antioch oh, yeah. Arrow and uh, VR Sex. Yeah, and... Antioch's Antioch's one of my Woo! favorite bands. So good. Um, that, yeah. Mac Man. You know Mac. a masochism. What? You know Mac then? Mac Man. I don't. I don't know any of the guys in the band. Oh, okay. You just know. Oh, I, I've never met them. They're one of those bands that I'm like, dude. I don't need to know. Them. Okay. Never mind. I worked I with them for a long time <laughs> as yeah, bartenders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Antioch Era is one of my absolute favorite bands. Gems of Masochism is a top ten all time album for oh, me. Like, I yeah. mean, no, like, no question. Mm-hmm. Gems of Masochism, like, like uh, I can, I can sing the whole record front to back right now. I love yeah. that album. That yeah. is. Uh, but yeah, so I have this heroin. 12 inch i don't know if you know like when that record came out they went to save money on sleeves they went to like a garage sale and bought 
a guy's collection just throughout the vinyl. And so I have a gatefold born to run and the cover is spray painted gold with the heroin stencil. Yeah. Like the scale and the, and the band logo. And like, I mean, I don't know if it's worth anything. I never looked. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I know that I'll never get it back if I got rid of it. Sure. If I sold it, I'll never get it back. Yeah. So that's one. That's one. And then I have um, my buddy. My buddy knows I'm a big Kiss fan. He got me the Walmart exclusive, the Sonic Boom LP mm-hmm. on colored vinyl, still sealed, like, which is a very expensive album. Like that, like. That's something. And then I have an autograph too fast for love. Like those are the things I kept. Oh, autograph today is the day album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are the things I kept, you know, take it back Sunday, Sunday, Abraham, the friends LP. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, and it's, for, I think I I kept it's for life. The straight edge comp that like, nice was my introduction to like uh strife and Snapcase and all those bands. Yeah. Yeah, um, the gateway. But other than that, like there was nothing. There was no reason to keep anything, you know. Like, you know, ten seven inches, same thing. Like Acme, Lincoln, things that I just didn't think I'd be able to find again. Mm-hmm. Honeywell, Scapegrace. Um, that's it. And then everything else. It's like I have like two bins of like my dad's stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One bin is just an Afghan my mom knitted. <laughs> like, like, this doesn't, I don't need, this is, I just can't, I can't throw it out. Yeah. But if something happened to it, I wouldn't, you know, I'd be sure. like, oh, man, what a bummer. Shed burned down. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> man, that's so strange. That's what that, that, uh, yeah, that was, see, I'm 40, I'm 40. 40 yeah 40 i can't even, I, I can't remember 41 or 40 <laughs> uh working at that club with aaron and those guys like i didn't know antioch era at the time and all these bands would come through and he's like you want to know where these bands got their sound uh and he points at the gems of masochism record cover up in the ceiling of the club he's like yeah that's a band we were in yeah we watched the blood Bro- uh blood brothers or something he's like yeah you wonder where that comes from yeah. right there yep. okay cool you wonder where that comes from right there locust would come through all those bands and uh they're like yeah they're friends of ours they just ripped us off <laughs> it was so good because i had no idea i had no idea there were these bands so like uh aaron was just a school I mean, bartender yeah and eric was i mean that's they're unbelievable man yeah man. absolutely fantastic they uh yeah it was it was awesome working with those dudes um man I I would I envy having nine nine bins of things instead of having what I have now because it, it literally takes over your life like this stuff you just don't need like I would love to go back to the days of just having like a little like a trunk or two and just the clothes like living in a suitcase that was such a fun part of life that I wish I could redo now at at forty because back then we didn't know it was those good days you know like we didn't know we had no idea it was just life as it was and you can. Uh, to do it now when there's, I have some knowledge and uh, wherewithal. Know, there's just something, there's something so romantic about like getting to a place, going under the bus, getting out some clothes for the week, throwing it in your duffel, going back on the bus. You know what I mean? Like just swapping out clothes yeah. from like your big suitcase to your little suitcase. <laughs> I don't know, there's something romantic about it. I love it. I don't know. Yeah. 
it just means you're you're uh a person of the world i guess like you're you're not you're not in one spot like your your existence needs to be everywhere and that's it's uh, funny because people would be like you'll be like oh that feel that sounds exhausting and it's like no waking up for work every day sounds exhausting like when i go to work it's to make people have a good time mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know it's just it's like i, I don't know man I, I just like i don't mind i i don't mind what's the line i don't <sighs> I don't mind working hard. It's who I'm working for. What's the line, though? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's an Alison Krauss song. It doesn't oh, okay. make a difference. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. it's it, If you're doing that, that's the thing. Always working nights and weekends, man. That everyone doesn't want to do. But people that have fun fun work that's rewarding that way, definitely nights and weekends is the way to do it. Because that's when everyone else can go out and experience it. That does the yeah, same man. shit I'm every always- day. I've always been about that though. I've always like wanted to be the facilitator of fun. Like when I did, like I ran a poker room for a while I did some other stuff that's like, you know, illegal, but, but it was all about like people having a good time. Like mm-hmm. people wanted to go play cards and relax and, you know, shoot the shit with their buds and, you know, and it's like, yeah, come do it here, man. Like come, come have fun here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I've always, you know, put on shows or, playing in bands or yeah well, i ran a venue for a while it was just about like come party come party here yeah and now i just you know, come party here come party where wherever you know we'll do a show in a basement mm-hmm. and have fun like uh, come to a comedy club like and i'll do what I, i'll do both like i'll do all of it like i'll I'll like, you know, I'll do the rock show. I'll do the rock show with the rock band and then I'll go do a comedy club with a, with a big headliner. And then I'll do the basement of your pizza place. Mm -hmm. Like, like, let's have fun. Let's like, let's be cool and chill and do fun stuff and have a good time. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, life feels short. It is. It feels that way. Cause it is, man. It just creeps past. Like, uh, yeah, you just got to do it. You, I mean, you do what you can do, and then it's over. Like it's you, you just, it's the journey. It's the journey, it and no seems, one appreciates the journey part of it. They just want to get to the I, the goal. I saw this. I saw the. I saw a stat the other day. It's like the average American lifespan is seventy four years, mm-hmm. and the average age of retirement is sixty seven. Mm-hmm. So you're busting your whole life for seven years. Mm-hmm. No, man, I, I'm not with it. Yeah. I'm not with it. I, I I'll be broke forever. I have no, I have no safety net. Like I, I, I don't care. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. if I run out of money, that's the end of my money. Like, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have family that's going to support me or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I have friends. Sure. But they're not, you know, you know, I already live in their couches. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I just exist broke and it's fine. And like, uh, I just, I can never, I don't know how people do it. I don't know why people do. I don't know why people not. Ha- I don't know why people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why we accept it. Yeah. It's Sounds definitely great. another, uh, an absolute other way to go. And it just, it seems to suck the life out of most people. Like I feel that way all the time. Like this whole thing, like how you and I have rescheduled this twice because I'm working a job that 
it's rewarding in the end when everything's finished but the whole like you think about like what is important about this like what i get up at the same time going at the same time i stay till whenever it's over and then i do it all over again i drive the same route i drive the same thing and it's just like gotta feed the kids gotta do this you know like uh that's pretty much the only reason though if i didn't have kids to support like i would just be still be hustling like doing whatever you know it was just me to take care of man i'll buy a case of cup of noodles and hit the road or you know make it work you know it's it's uh this is my my big this is the big one nice always it's always got always got some microwave little popcorn Uh (laughs) did you ever do the boy like boy scouts popcorn back in the day oh man it was gross it's terrible Yeah, I can't. I'm not fucking around with that. This is fine. This is, you know. Is that your brand or does it just have to be microwave popcorn? No, uh, just microwave popcorn because it's like whatever it is, it's like three bucks for six of them. Uh-huh. And then pretty much anywhere you go, there's a microwave. So it's like, this is a nice, nice snack. Yeah, dude. Get a bag of <laughs> rice. Gross. Get a bag of rice what? and a rice cooker and just go to a truck stop, unplug the vending machine and plug in your rice cooker and you got nice rice wherever you go. Huh. That's that was a survival trick on tour for us. Where's, yeah, huh. pop pop the plug yeah, real quick. It, it, Twenty it minutes. Hasn't, it hasn't gotten to that. All right, it hasn't gotten to that. Hopefully, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> hopefully, the special does decent. You know, get some more tours. Get yeah, some more good I gotta tours. see it, man. If I'm all I'm getting is these short clips of of stuff on Instagram, I gotta see the actual special. I'm stoked to see like the full experience. Um, I've, uh, yeah, I'm dying to see it because w- when is the special? It's called Have Some Dignity, right? Yeah. When uh, does it come out? Well, well, we don't know. Um, so right now, uh, I put it up on the Patreon. When's when's this coming out? It can come out whenever you want it to come out. Like I, I don't have a schedule. Like I release on Sundays, but whenever works okay. best for your strategy, we can do it that way. So, I. I Right now, it's it's on Patreon. Right now, it'll be. I'll probably leave it up for like two weeks. You have a Patreon, just for, yeah, but like just for the people that have been, you know, helping this whole time. You okay. know, like, um, I'm not like making a big deal of it being on Patreon. Where I'm like, the only way to see it is to join the. That's not what we're doing. Like, I, I'm not. Well, I'm I mean, not. I would I would join your Patreon right now. I didn't know you had one, so I will absolutely do that. If it helps you out, dude, absolutely. Well, so then, yeah, so then you'll see it. Yeah, um, <laughs> badass. I'll do it right then, after this. And then hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, Dan says something to me in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just show it to my team. Mm-hmm. my team <laughs> and uh yeah i'll be whatever whatever he wants to do i i mean i told him that you know what i mean like that's i i can't imagine you know wh- who's gonna come talk to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean netflix they're not coming you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like even if they did well i'm just gonna get lost over it fucking netflix you know what i mean like unless i, I don't know i feel like evr I feel like that would be, <clears throat> sorry. I feel like that would be the home, you know, like mm-hmm. that would be a great place to be. And, and, you know, I, 
again, like it's about trust. Like I trust that dude. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'd love to end up there. And I think it makes sense with the kind of touring I like to do. Yeah. So, you know, we're just, we're in a holding pattern. So if, if okay. worst, worst case scenario, I just put it up on my YouTube channel and we promo the shit out of it and pods like this and, 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 you know, the support of the homies, like, you know, I got tons of promos from tons of bands being like, yo, this is my homie. So, you know, everyone pitches in like they've been pitching in, you know, it's not, I, I won't feel I won't feel defeated if it's on my YouTube. I meant I, that's where it was going to go originally. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and then hopefully, you know, something we do something with EVR, even if it's just the vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully I can sell more tickets and that's the goal, right? Yeah. Like I just want to be on tour. So whatever makes that happen, you yeah. know, if I'm worth, if I'm worth 10 tickets in every city, you know, maybe I can start getting into some things. If I'm worth 50 tickets in every city, then I can get some big tours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you know, yeah. do you know Liz Mealy by chance? The comedian? Do I know Liz Mealy? Yeah. Do I know Liz Mealy? Do you know Are you Liz asking Mealy? me that seriously? I am asking that seriously. She's fucking hilarious, and she's my, been on the podcast. She's my, she's my mentor. Are you serious? She's my big sister. Yeah. What the fuck, man? I I, I, I tour with her constantly. Really? Yeah. Liz How? Mealy. Liz Mealy. Yes. Liz Mealy's big sis, bro. Okay, man. Jeez, I I like. I think in my Instagram stories right now, I called her big sis. Well, shit. She's absolutely hilarious, no, as you, as you know. Yesterday. What? As you know, she's what fucking hilarious. She's been on the podcast. She's coming back on soon she's... as well. Um, but she, put she her... really? She's been on the pod? Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's she's absolutely fantastic. I watched her uh, YouTube, like the four-episode um, Europe recap documentary thing she did was hilarious. Um like the the um yeah she's been on she's been on the the show once she'll come on again shortly but she put her special up that's what made me think of it is she put her special up just on youtube and there it was i was yeah. like people are doing that like that that's she's like the, the one way that to go me into doing that's the way to go she's the one who was like she was the one who was like don't doubt yourself go out and get it go out and do it i'm gonna i'm gonna send you something off the uh I'm going to send you something in a second here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that's crazy that you, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's great. I don't remember how I, I don't remember how I, I came across her stuff either. Like I don't, if it just came up randomly in my YouTube or something. And then I was like, man, she's hilarious. And then I just started going through it and it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And, and, uh, yeah, she was telling me about when she she destroyed the letters from her special, um, the special before the the newest one, like her sister or something helped her make them, and then she just jumped on them in the street and destroyed them, and and yeah, the, end of the yeah. special and stuff like that was back when we we had her on was um uh that special was coming out, getting ready to come out, so it's been a while, um, but yeah, anyway. That's yeah, the, she's uh, she's recording. She's recording the sixteenth of September. 
that's that's when I'm coming back to New York is to go hang out probably. Man, that's awesome. I'm with her the whole week before that. I'm with her in Atlanta, the 9th, the 10th, 11th, 12th or whatever. And then we're in Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And then we come back. She, well, she flies back. I drive back to New York. Okay. Man. And then, uh, yeah. Small world. She's the fucking, she's the best, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, she's done so much for me. Uh, after this, text me your email. It's the files too big to drop okay. to Instagram. But yeah. I'm going to send you. I'm gonna send you something funny. Awesome. Right on, man. Well, this has been great, dude. I I've thank you for doing this for one. And and uh man, I am so stoked. I, I want to see the special. I I am certain it's great. If if these one minute clips I'm seeing are making me laugh as hard as they are, I guarantee that the special has to be great. Um and I'm stoked Thanks, to know you have a Patreon because if I can, you know, buy you dinner or something every once in a while, like absolutely man like i i understand the struggle i've been in it myself uh you know at a much younger age where things don't hurt as bad and think you know uh sleeping in a walmart parking lot underneath a van like because it's too yeah. hot in the van like i've been there mm -hmm. and i know how much it means and so if i can support you in any way then through the patreon at least like i'll absolutely do that right after this because uh i'm all about yeah. supporting people that are doing cool shit and such a good such a good fellow man i i'm pleased to meet you and and uh yeah no I, pleased to meet you too man dewey yeah dude i i love this and uh i'll talk to dan too say man make this happen because yeah we talk <laughs> we talk a couple times a week and when he texted me that i was like really like this is just a, such yeah. a small world i had no idea so. yeah man and then i'm like looking through like who you've interviewed and i'm like oh that's a that's a uh -huh. him too right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> man and sometimes it takes a long time like it really does like and it's like uh i think well it was daryl daryl took a year to email me back to say yes from glass he, i emailed him he, a year later randomly like to the day keith morris a year later emails back yeah sounds good let's do it it's like fuck are you serious all right crazy absolutely crazy yeah have you listened oh, you should listen to the episode i did with dan that's the one that uh with Sandra? Yeah, that's the one that I went to his hotel oh. here in Portland. And I think that's the one that kind of sealed the deal on him wanting to work with the podcast because he doesn't do interviews. So like he finally was like, All right, I think I'm ready and I want to do it with you. I was like, Okay, I'm on my way. Came down there and we just did it, did it up, and it was a really cool time. Um we learned a lot about him in there. Um and he got a lot of great feedback from it. I think that's what showed him that the show has reach and and uh he's like, Man, I got a bunch of messages about the episode this morning. It's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if people listen to it, wow. you know. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope hope they come check me out. They will. They will. <laughs> I guarantee it. And uh, man, and I'll put all this stuff in the like the intro and the show notes and stuff for Patreon and 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 all that jazz. So people will be able to just click on it because people are lazy. If you tell them about it, they'll forget. If they're on their phone, they can just click the link. There you go. Got to get them where they're and at. You know. I love the, uh, I love the. Uh, I'll post like information about a show or something. Someone will text me, and be like, "Yo, what's the deal with the show?" And I'm like, "Man, I posted the flyer like nine <laughs> times, dude. Like, it would be so much easier for you to do it once than uh -huh. for me to do it for everyone who texts." Me. Exactly. You got to meet them where they're at, man. It, it it's it's but, awful, but also the way the world works now. So 
Yeah, but then, you know, it's flattering that they're taking the time, that they want to come, sure. they want to check it out. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's awesome. Sure. It's great. I'd much rather be bothered with those texts yeah. than, you know, how come you're late to work? Uh-huh. You know? Exactly. <laughs> the fuck are you, Neil? <laughs> right on. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, I'll uh, I'll hit you up right after Yo, this. thank you, man. And, uh, dude, yeah, and thanks for doing it so late. I know it's late over there, um, but I... <sighs> it is what it is but i appreciate it man and and you're welcome Thank back you, on any time and uh awesome man uh, i can't wait to see the special it's gonna be awesome all right man all right thank you so much yeah you bet right. see ya Peace. all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with neil rubenstein hilarious comedian uh musician touring touring comedian sleeping on couches living in his car whatever he has to do to make this comedy thing work and he has all the tools to do that he is one of the funniest comedians I've seen in a long time, and this special is absolutely hilarious. Have some dignity on YouTube. Go check it out now. Thank you guys so much for listening week after week and trusting me to bring you great content. Um, you guys have been with me a long time, and people keep jumping on board, which is awesome. Uh, but about seven years in, it's crazy to see where the show has gone, and that also is from the help of Equal Vision Records, which is putting out this special for Neil. Um, I have nothing but love for that family, and... Uh, just couldn't be happier to see this out in the world so thank you guys so much uh if you would give us a rating or review wherever you're listening to this uh on spotify i think you can just give it a rating uh on apple Podcasts, you can give it a review take a few minutes and do that if you would um if you get something out of this show i really appreciate it i hope you guys are doing well where you're at and uh yeah this is a short and sweet one guys <laughs> as always we'll see you on the radio Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.